I want to welcome you to Young Adults Today podcast, where we talk about reaching young adults in our world today. I'm going to toss it over to our hosts, Micah and Josiah Keneally. Welcome to the Young Adults Today podcast. My name is Brent Silkey, and this is a first-time episode where the guest is going to be the host, and the host is going to be the guest. So I, as the guest host, want to welcome Micah and Josiah Keneally to your own podcast, the Young Adults Today podcast. How are you guys doing today? We're doing well. Thanks for having us, Brent. <laughs> oh, it's an it's an honor to have you on your podcast. It really is. <laughs> Only oh, you, so Brent. Great. This is awesome. <laughs> we're excited about this episode, and this is your idea. And, yes, it was. Uh, we're excited to have a good time. Oh, it's going to be great. Thanks so much, you guys. And yeah, the, the, the idea of this episode was you have some breaking news, some life news, life updates that you have. And I thought it'd be so cool if we could break that news here on the podcast so that the w- weekly listeners, the people that are maybe tuning in for the very first time can hear what's going on in Young Adults Today in the Canale family. So Mike and Josiah, would you break the news of what's happening in your life on the pod right now? Are you kidding me? Can you believe it? I can and I can't all at the same time, but I'm feeling alive. Definitely just like Mike Miz in that intro song, we are feeling fully alive and excited to announce that what started as a podcast Mm -hmm. and became a leadership conference and weekends for 18 to 30 year olds and their leaders is now a brand new 501c3 nonprofit support-based ministry and a fully launched organization and we're (laughs) fired up about it but it just means that Micah and I have been spending a small amount of time on this and now we get to spend more time yeah so we're super excited for what God's doing what he has done what he's going to continue to do to hopefully allow us to come alongside people in ministry who are starting maybe they're a leader listening maybe they're young adult themselves and yeah, so we were only spending 10% of our time with our full-time job doing Young Adults Today. And now to be able to do that 100% of the time, I just pray that God unleashes some crazy wild things along the way because he's placed dreams in our heart and aspirations for young adults um, today. So we'll just see what happens. So here we are. Day wow. one. <laughs> so exciting. This is amazing. This is breaking news. You heard it here first, everybody. Uh, Mike and Josiah, this is a this is a really big thing, and just just so that the listener doesn't miss the significance of what this means, could you just let us know a little bit more about Young Adults Today, the nonprofit? So it's a podcast they're listening to on their headphones right now. But as a nonprofit, you're going to be ministering to just a couple different groups, specifically mm-hmm. investing in different ways. And uh, could you just let us know about that, and so we can understand that you're transitioning from your full time role with Chi Alpha to starting a support-based nonprofit. Can you just tell us a little more about Young Adults Today, the nonprofit? Yeah, sure. I mean, looking back, it's kind of like Hansel and Gretel. There's these little cookie crumbs and breadcrumbs that kind of make sense in reverse. But in uh, five years ago this month, Pastor Mark Dean, the superintendent for the Mm -hmm. Minnesota Assemblies of God, he just came to us and we had just gotten married. He's like, hey, would you help us start and strengthen young adult ministries across the state of Minnesota? To which we said, absolutely. And then we got together a core team of some young adult pastors and asked them like, what do you need? And the words podcast kept coming up in this meeting. So in 20, uh, what was it? 2019, a podcast started, which is this Young Adults Today podcast, been going three full years now. And then quickly, overnight, this podcast went national. Um, 
kind of a national and global reach. And that's when listeners started, we started a Facebook group and 2,100 of you have joined it, Mm -hmm. young adult ministry leaders. And that's when people started asking for a leadership conference, an opportunity to to connect with them and then it wasn't too long doing the leadership conference where people were like well what about us as the young adults ourselves Mm -hmm. 18 to 30 year olds or where can we bring our young adults and now we've done two annual YA weekends right Mm -hmm. here in the state of Minnesota but God's been expanding our vision Mm -hmm. to the north to the south to the east to the west and just what it means for us to launch this is a step of faith And what it means for us is kind of like we've seen with maybe 10, 20% of our time, God has really been moving and ministering to young adults, Mm -hmm. that age group of 18 to 30 year olds, reaching them for Christ with the gospel and also equipping leaders. And so that's kind of the the broad stroke of where Mm -hmm. kind of it leads us to in this moment. Yeah, so essentially there's two demographics that we're talking about when it comes to young adults today and we're reaching and that's 50% is obviously going to be the young adult themselves, the 18 to 30 year old who's asking the questions, why am I here? Why does faith matter? Does Jesus really care? What's my purpose? And just the like unraveling and like pulling back the layers of their questions in their heart um, and pointing them to the heart of Christ in that process. So 50% is reaching those and providing opportunities, resources, rallying points, and just being um, somebody who's in their corner essentially. And then the other half of the ministry is for the leaders themselves. So if they're 35 years old and they've been a pastor of young adult leaders, so we want them to feel equipped we want them to feel supported. We want them to feel loved. We want them to um, be able to thrive where they're at. And if we could be just an avenue that helps point them to a networking uh, community, which is part of the, the relationship side of what we do, then the rallying points are the gatherings. And then the resources are the podcast. It's books. It's going to be hopefully some Bible studies and stuff down the road, which we've been working on behind the scenes. So essentially having a heart for young adults themselves, but then also their leaders in the process. And many young adult ministry leaders who are leading young adults are young adults themselves. So they're saying, where are my friends? Who else is doing this? I have an idea. My pastor's on board. How can I scale this thing? How do I start something from nothing? So it's being able to come alongside and hopefully help them uncover questions or answers to their own questions, essentially, in their demographic. So, And our friend Grant Skeldon, we were at an event with him, and sometimes people ask us, like, what do you do? And it's it's it takes us a second to just get started, and it rolls off the tongue, and then it's like Grant Skeldon cl- cut through all the clutter, and in a sentence, <laughs> he's like, these guys are catalysts for young adult ministries across America. And it was like, wow. oh, like that's kind of what we're trying to say yes. in a sentence. That's kind of like, you know, the, the vision, the mission. He gets it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh. Wow. That's so amazing. Yeah. So I think the, the thing that's so cool about this is that you have been doing this. There has been proof, more than a proof of concept. You've already had, I mean, three years of a podcast already. I mean, tens of thousands of downloads on the podcast. I mean, what you're doing already is incredible. And with 10%, what God did with your 10% has been like exponentially more than we could have asked for or imagined. And the thought of having both Micah and Josiah giving 100% 
of your devoted energy and ministry efforts to this. Mm -hmm. uh, I just believe God is going to do something that is literally going to impact the kingdom of God in ways we have never seen for a generation. I believe that you guys are going to be people that lead the way for people that are coming into ministry, people that are have been in ministry um, that are like, hey, how do we do this? I mean, you, you know, my, Josiah, you told me this a uh, number of years ago that you went to Barnes & Noble, you went to a section where there should be resources for young adult ministry leaders, and there was literally nothing. Yeah. And so you guys have answered the call of God on your life to say yes, to, to do ministry, to give your life to the building of the church in different ways as young adult ministry pastors, as campus missionaries at Normandale Community College. And now you're stepping mm -hmm. into launching a full-blown nonprofit ministry mm -hmm. to equip the church, to equip young adult ministry leaders, to minister to young adults. And I just got to ask this question specifically, Josiah. I remember you as an 18-year-old high school graduate. You were so fired up about ministry. The Lord is calling you in all the different ways right now. This is literally, <laughs> literally that's on our literally call it. <laughs> but I think about the passion and the burden, Josiah, that I saw in you as a, I mean, as far as your age range, 18 to 30. When you were on the very front end of that age range, you were broken for a generation. You were broken for young adults. And it was a burden. It was a holy discontent. Can you tell us about where that came from in you? Yeah, I mean, I, it, it was probably even maybe before I turned 18, but I had some friends and some family who graduated high school and walked away from their, their church involvement, walked away from their faith. And then fast forward, um, I, I remember it was Brent, either you or Pastor Jeremy Chapman got up on a Sunday morning at Cedar Valley, the church I grew up in and was a high school student and it said, hey, two thirds of people who grow up in a youth group, by the time they reach 18, will walk away from their faith. And that was like from Barna Research. It was like a pebble in my shoe. <laughs> Couldn't shake that. I was wrestling with like, do I go into the business world? Do I chase these dreams and opportunities or kind of just sensing the call of God in my life. And I remember then visiting a friend of mine who decided to follow Jesus as he turned 18 as a college student, visited UND, party school, party campus. He was putting on a, a show for his music. And I stayed with him in his dorm. And as we were walking back from the show, it was cold mm -hmm. out, North Dakota winter, walk into his dorm, I watched one girl carrying another girl who was drunk, inebriated. It was very clear. She was in her underwear, piggyback ride from her other friend. And I'm mm -hmm. like, man, you could say, oh, what a good mm -hmm. friend. And I'm like, what a horrible friend mm -hmm. that like, you let her do this. Like, mm -hmm. and, and for me, it was like, this is what is happening. This is the devil's playground. Mm -hmm. And for me, mm -hmm. I've never been able to shake the burden of a generation that's looking everywhere except the church for purpose, for passion, mm -hmm. for hope, for life. And uh, mm -hmm. they're coming up dry. They're coming up short. And so, I mean, that's mm -hmm. where the burden and then had this dorm dream 10 years ago this month where I was wow. on my parents' couch, read the book of Ecclesiastes, kind of figuring like, okay, life is meaningless. God, give me meaning to my life. Mm -hmm. Give me something 
that's worth living for, that's worth dying for. And I saw mm-hmm. a vision mm-hmm. of tens of thousands of young adults on their knees, lifting their hands in worship. So I just believe wow. that the faith of the next generation is worth everything. Mm-hmm. And so we've got to do something. We've got to give it our all and do right. everything <clears throat> for young adults. That's good. Wow. Come on. So good. Take me to church, Joe's. So good, man. <laughs> Micah, I know for you in your story that this is this young adult ministry thing isn't like three months old for you. This has been in your heart for, from a, such a young age as well. And I think it'd be so cool just to, for you just to take a minute, kind of like Josiah just did, and share with us this burden you have. I know that you've been studying the word legacy. I know that that's mm-hmm. been something that's really, really been on your heart. And can you just share a little bit about legacy and where this comes from in your heart? Yeah, I think just reflecting, we were just putting some together some material for students of Kyle for like, how can we wrap up the semester well? How can we finish the last semester that we have with these students? Because 100% of them are going to be gone by the end of summer. They're off in different states. They're finishing their career, uh, stepping into their careers. They're done here on this campus with us, 100% of them. And I was like, wow, we should really look at legacy because there's such a desire to live, but a lack of understanding what to live for. And I think when it comes to the word legacy, you think about, okay, nobody talks about a legacy until you're six feet under, right? You're at a funeral. Mm. You're hearing it for the first time. Oh, they left a great legacy. And it's like, okay, that might be true for some. It might be false, unfortunately, for others. And it's like, if we could help young adults understand that every single one of them was created in the image of God, have an opportunity to be in relationship with him and can make a difference in the world, in their community, in their family tree and stop generational um, bondage and curses and just lifestyles that need to come to an end. It's like, what legacy do you want to truly leave behind? What do you want said of you at your funeral? But what have you, what have you been building, not in your namesake, but how have you been building the kingdom of God? on the playground of the world of which he's given us like is it through organizations is it in the marketplace is it in the classroom as a teacher is it in the hospital praying for patients and i guess when it comes to the word legacy a legacy like josiah already alluded to in my opinion like he said it needs to be worth living for it needs to be worth dying for like are Mm -hmm. we willing to lay down our life for something that we believe in so much because young adults are not going away fact and when we look at the statistics of 140 million young adults in the U.S. itself, millennials to, to the generation that's being raised right now, alpha generation, 140 million currently, 17 million going to school on a college campus. What about the other ones? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they may have a four-year program. It's those very pivotal moments. So I think for me, when it came to the calling of God, um, just having gifts and abilities at a very young age, never knowing that they were truly of the Lord and from the Lord, being a part of a first-generation family, but being plugged into um, a church through the AG, and to then understand, like, oh, these are actually fruit of like fruit of the spirit these are actually gifts from the lord the gift of hospitality the gift of faith the gift like you just go through the list and it's like oh my gosh like i make more sense because i'm reading the word of god and it just reveals to me that everybody has to have needs an opportunity to to say yes to that aha moment Mm -hmm. and i think in that process of being called into ministry have my heart break for the next generation comes from a place I think of my own brokenness in regards to being on a college campus not feeling like there's anything for faith um, for Christians for young leaders or young 
uh, young adults who are at the ages 18 and 22, it's easy just to say, well, we're going out. We're going to be that. We're going to be, unfortunately, that girl that's going to be carrying a friend or being carried. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that was an easy route for me to potentially set my foot into versus find something of the of the Lord. And I just feel like in a relationship that I shouldn't have been in. And so just decisions that I made, um, not necessarily all bad, but not fully godly in the sense of what am I building here? What is God's hands? What are God's hands wanting to do with my life? Like how is he molding and making me? Or what am I allowing him to only mold and make in me? So I think not having mentors, not being discipled at a young age to help me not cope through, but to process the decision-making processes. So I think just coming alongside where did this burden come from? It came from my own brokenness. It came from my own healing journey. And it came from a burden then when I feel like God had like probed my heart. It was just like, you can either um, step into ministry and let me use you and use your story. Um, or you can, you know, allow your sin to sep- continue to separate me. So it was this very pivotal mm-hmm. moment of the world or me. And I think all young adults are coming to that fork in the road so when they enter that fork in the road it's like we want to park at that fork in the road moment of saying you're better than this this is who god Mm -hmm. says you are you might be walking through x y and z but you know what i can relate into this capacity so i know that's a longer answer but i think so good just elements of that are why we do what we do come from very different backgrounds very different experiences on some levels but not all and now we get to do this together so oh it's so powerful micah thanks for sharing your story yeah. I think the uh, one thing that's really cool about, and I've never thought of it quite this way before, but young adults today is birthed out of this burden, this holy discontent that something must be done to reach the next generation for Christ. Something must be done to equip leaders to do the same. And I think about my, Josiah, your story, when it's when you see friends, when you see family members that are just, they've grown up in church and they've walked away or they've chosen a different path and the break that happened in your heart. And then Michael, you walking through that, and just that you have both perspectives is so beautiful. And the way that God uses you as a team is so powerful. I just want to encourage you that way, that it's, this is not like the Micah show. It's not the Josiah show. It's right. the kingdom of God being displayed through a couple that says, I want to serve you, Jesus. I want to do whatever I can to reach the next generation for Christ. And so I just want to encourage you that way. And I want to ask a question. So I, as somebody who has been serving the next generation for 17 years, I'm very old. I understand that. So when I say that, I sound very old. But I think about as a youth leader, as a youth pastor, as a college ministry missionary today, I think about the resources that exist for youth. And I love that there's such a plethora of resources. There's, there's so many great conferences and things. And we've talked about how when you started Young Adults Today, there wasn't a whole lot. There was no books. There were almost no conferences, if, if there were any. And now that they're, you know, the podcast now exists, the resources you have put out these last few years, the podcast. I am a weekly listener to this podcast. It is something that builds into my leadership journey, into my ministry. It impacts like how I do life. I want you to know your podcast and the guests you bring on, they impact, they literally impact the way I live. It, which it sounds dramatic. It's not dramatic. It's it's just real life. Like certain things I'm like, wow, I need to like take inventory of that area of my life. I need to be a better leader in this way. I need to grow in this way. And so it has been such an encouragement to me, but I just want to ask the question, like, how can I, as an individual listener, as a person who's a weekly subscriber of the pod, how can I invest back into something that has given me so much? 
Wow, Brent. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> I was just going to say, first of all, thanks for saying that and for sharing that. That's Our prayer is like it's been a gift for us to have these conversations, and they're mm-hmm. impactful to us. It's, it's life-changing for us, and that's our prayer for the listener mm-hmm. is that it's, you know, impactful, it's helpful, it's a catalytic resource for them. Right. And I can think of a few ways. Babe, do you want to share any thoughts? Well, I think just as a listener, there's a couple very basic things that can help us get the word out, and that is share, rate, review the podcast itself. Like, is it making a difference in your life? Give us a review. Tell us, like, what stood out? What what do we need to work on? Like, we're open to all those things. So I think that's a very basic entry point. Um, But to invest on the actual ministry side of young adults today, maybe, Josiah, you want to go there? Sure. I'd say we're working on kind of like four teams right now. Mm-hmm. And the first team is people who will pray and fast with us. People who will um, celebrate in those monumental daily bread, manna, miracle moments of provision for the ministry. But people who will hold our arms up mm-hmm. when we're facing the, the challenges and the struggles that can be real in launching any endeavor. So mm-hmm. prayer team, and if you're willing to, mm-hmm. we have a prayer list as well as a newsletter that goes out of specific prayer requests and so if you want to send us a dm or reach out via the website of youngadults.today there's ways to get in touch with us and so we want to be accessible and if you'll pray with us Mm -hmm. please let us know that we're praying because we can circle back if you have the gift of intercessory prayer like Mm -hmm. we want to link arms with you and then i think second would be we're building a financial support system and ecosystem and team of -hmm. people who partner on a monthly basis on an annual basis even special gifts and ways that it's amazing how god provides and ministry does cost money whether it's the events the equipment the technology Mm -hmm. um are we're funded as missionaries with this so um, so you're so just let me stop you there jones so this this ministry this 501c3 is support based Yep. Mm-hmm. So like we, like Aliza and I, my wife and I, we are all in, like, we want to support you guys monthly in this. We want to come alongside you, of course, in prayer, but we want to, that's, that's kind of what the question I was asking, like, how can we give back? How can we re, you know, reinvest back into this ministry that's given so much to us? So monthly support, how do we do it? Yeah, there's a, a brand new link and mm-hmm. um, we have the plugin from Tidely and it's just www.youngadults.today/give. Mm-hmm. And there's ways that you can do monthly support as well as special gifts right there. And the the two other teams that we're building right now both have to do with like young adults teams of leaders. I think mm-hmm. of our friend Kyle Sawyer mm-hmm. at Visalia First Assembly of God in California. He has, um, this is part of our dream, this is what we're doing mm-hmm. with Minnesota Young Adults is building a team of leaders who we do ministry with. And I'll just share quickly. Kyle Sawyer's launched a network that they get together monthly. They listen to the podcast, each of them. They're they're having lunch. They're they're putting on their own conference. And so that's our vision. I think of even if we could see people in different states. Right now there's one in California. There's one in Minnesota. And our prayer is honestly that there be state leaders mm-hmm. and people who are putting together lunches, networks, 
prayer groups, gatherings, and mm-hmm. um, if we can come alongside you in doing that, whether you're in Minnesota, that's the third team, as well as um, broadly, mm-hmm. different state leaders from across America, possibly even mm-hmm. across the globe, but those are kind of the four teams that we're praying about, working on. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, so just so basically, people should go to the website. That's a help. That's a helpful landing point for people, young adults. That today, and if we want to give, like we want to give, young adults. today slash give. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes. Awesome. And so I'm I'm assuming because you guys have been missionaries with Chi Alpha, and now you're essentially starting. You're not not essentially. You are starting this ministry in its support based. So what would you say would be the top two? things that practically that people can do to, as far as like what you're looking for this summer, let's say, uh, as it re- relates to financial support. Cause that's that the reality is that you have two beautiful daughters, you have a home, you have a ministry, like all of that, it takes resourcing and the kingdom of God is not short on resourcing. We just want to know where to direct it. So what would you say the top two things you're looking for this summer would be? Within the ministry, I would say our goal would be in a perfect world to be 100% fully funded, to be to, to see the people who have done ministry with us in the past stay on board, or if they feel like this is an exit ramp, we want to bless and send them to bless somebody else. If the vision is not something that they, you know, want to continue with, that's completely fine. So we're grateful for that. So I would say just praying that God would bring the supporters, but then also, are you willing to give? Are you willing to give $10, 25 500 1000 10,000, whatever God has you give and whatever you may have to to further God's kingdom through this and to know that you are not only changing the the lives on this earth, but you're changing the eternity. You're changing yeah. the, the, the yeses and the noes of people's lives of yes to the Lord and no to the ways of the world. So I would say one would be just the financial aspect of it to 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 give monthly to to I don't want to say give until it hurts because that's what we hear in church but I mean just to be mindful like we just I guess Josiah and I live like we just don't want to want to be consumers we want to be contributors you know so if we can support anything financially or prayer wise to come alongside is always fun to do so I would say number one need is getting those funds raised to have a sustainable income so we can kind of feel that burden lifted of mm. urgency. It's like, ah, okay, we're going, we're going, we're going. So I don't know if that resonates. What would you say, Josiah? Is there yeah, another one? I think then the other thing is, aside from like monthly support that helps our family sustainably do this yeah. and, and utilize our time in this way, I think the other is we are have some dreams of events mm-hmm. and we have obviously um, a, something that's coming through weekly in the Facebook group is people are asking for curriculum for Bible study mm-hmm. resources um, for and so there's we have some of that curriculum written but to go to the studio and record some Bible studies for young adults some small group materials um, have study guides by this year, that would be one of our year one projects. Mm -hmm. So some events, some equipment and technology and resources. And so um, some of the funds will be able to help us to do that. So that's like the short term uh, on the, the, the heaven minded urgency. That's what we Mm -hmm. feel like we need to work on. Mm -hmm. So personal monthly support and then ministry financial support. Mm-hmm. So that the dreams can come to life. I love that. Love yeah. that. 
Oh, that's so good. That's helpful. I think that's helpful for the listener because there's young adults that are listening that they could they could jump on board. They could say, "Hey, I want to invest fifty, a mm-hmm. hundred bucks a month and do this." There are there are young adult pastors. There are senior pastors that could say, "Hey, this is a ministry that's changing the game, the landscape of the kingdom of God. We have to be on board with this financially." And they could support a hundred, five hundred, a thousand dollars a month. They could come alongside you guys. But then the curriculum, the the videos, the the equipment that I mean, the computers, the podcasts, the mics, all that stuff, it's real. And so if people want to say, hey, we want to give a special gift of ten thousand or fifty thousand or whatever it might be, that could help the ministry go to the next level and see those dreams that you have in your heart realized and, and impact the kingdom in a way that only God can do. So I just thank you for answering those questions. I know. Uh, you guys know that I'm like a fundraising geek, so I want to make it really clear for the listener if they're wanting to, to partner with you in those ways. Of right. course, intercessory prayer, of course, being a part of the newsletters and seeing the updates, being a part of the Facebook group, monthly support, and then ministry support. So thanks so much for that. I do want to be sensitive to time today because I know that there are some other, you guys have a lot, of, I mean, you're in high demand. The Canale family is in high demand. Um, should we skip through the five and five? Ooh, we want to land there, don't you want to? We want to land there? Okay, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm course. ready. I, I'm like warmed up. I've been ready to go. It's like this home run derby. So <laughs> I guess my question, I hear you guys every week. Josiah, Micah, are you ready? Are you ready for the five and We're five? Ready. We're born stretched. ready. We both worked out this morning. We're, We're born good. ready. We're good. Fired up about this. All right, so a question you often ask to start the five and five is describe yourself in three words. What I'd love for you to do, Josiah and Micah, is describe one another in three words. Ooh, do you want to go first or second? Um, you go first. Okay. I will say that Josiah is ambitious. I will say that he is faithful. And I would say mm-hmm. that he is joyful. Those are the three words wow. that come to my mind when I think of him. Thanks, Faith. You're welcome. Uh, when I think of Micah, it doesn't take long at all to recognize that she is passionate. Mm-hmm. Like she is. That's politely saying direct. She's passionate. <laughs> and, uh, I'd say the second one is adventurous. I think of mm-hmm. like the adventures we've been on of whether it was um, the Grand Canyon or um, it could be China. the beach. It could be China, the Great Wall of China, or even um, the John Muir Trail in California. Like if you're looking for Micah, where's the adventure? <laughs> That's where you'll find her. And so she's passionate. She's adventurous. Mm. And then I would say that she is... Um, a disciple of Jesus like she is serious mm-hmm. about her faith and she's yeah. always going to be praying about something always going to be reading mm-hmm. and studying and growing but um when it comes to her like if it's not about Jesus she's not about it wow thanks Josiah wow great words love that <laughs> um what what is so you have these beautiful beautiful daughters we love them so much Aurora and Avalon and uh, we, we think of them often and when we, you know, we're praying for the Canale family, you know, they're top of mind always. What is a dream that you have? I mean, they're, they represent the alpha generation. And I don't even know that they're going to call it that when that generation is officially labeled or, or you know, X, Y, Z, alpha. So what, yeah. what is a dream that you have? Not, not broadly for the next generation, but specifically for Aurora and Avalon. I would say that they would lovingly serve the Lord with everything in them, that we could be parents who lead them to Christ in the process of them discovering who he is to them, not who he is to our family alone. Mm. So I think that is one of my biggest dreams. I've been praying over them like, Lord, like they need you just as much as we need you. So yeah. um, 
they're only two and nine months, so just kind of seeing their dynamics. And they've always had personalities, but to see them, if they could just follow the Lord and trust him and swim against the cultural norms and the current of which the world is even going through right now, I, I don't even know if I want to know where it's going to be in 20 years Right <laughs> on some levels. But I'm like, Lord, help them to be a light in the dark places and just mm. be madly in love with you and not you know, be derailed by, I don't know, the cultural norms of what we've seen young adults come up against. Yeah. I think for each of them, I remember when Micah was pregnant with Aurora, we found ourselves at Passion Conference 2020, just before the world shut down, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. The the heavens literally opened, the roof opened, and Carrie Job sang a song I had never heard before. Mm -hmm. I don't think she had sang it publicly before, Mm -hmm. but it was that... God's presence was her favorite place. And mm. all of a sudden I started weeping and I didn't know if we were gonna have a girl or a boy. We left that to a surprise and then I got to call it out on mm. game day and uh, right after they, they were each born. But when Aurora was born, I just remember getting a vision of a little girl whose favorite place was the presence of God. And I don't want to, I'm careful. I don't want to project things onto her that she would be a worship leader. If that's what God calls Mm. cool. But I I just think there's a difference between a worship leader and a worshiper. Mm -hmm. And Mm. so I pray over her that she's a worshiper. And it's crazy at two, she already knows how to worship Jesus. Come on. And um, so I would say that, that their presence or that their favorite place, it would be said of them that it's God's presence. And then similarly, um, her name really means the dawn of a new day mm-hmm. and out of the darkness a bright light will shine and then for avalon mm-hmm. we had a friend call us the day that she was born and facetime us and he's just like the word i get is sweet fragrance and mm. um and so i i would it means pray. island of apples yeah and then her middle oh. name is rose and, and you think of apples and roses, like what a honey blend of a sweet fragrance. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess my desire for them is, of course, that they'd serve the Lord, but that they'd recognize that they're integrated into the family of God, mm-hmm. that they're integrated into our family, that they're welcome and wanted additions, and that they'd have fun in the process. If I can ever be a coach for them in sports, giddy up. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's so good. Uh, one of the things that I admire the most about you as a couple is that you are always learning. You are always hearing from God. You are always keeping your fingers on a pulse of what God's doing. Mm-hmm. So in a in a few sentences, what would you say that the Lord is teaching you right now in this season? Mm. I would say, I'd say two things. One, I would say to walk humbly with him, especially mm. in this transition, to be like, it's not like you said, the Mike and Josiah show. And just to be, we want to be humble servants before the Lord. So I have been learning a lot about that, I think. And I want to wash the feet of the disciples, not demand my feet to be washed. Um, In addition to that, I would say, I've been praying a lot, like, Lord, take me back to my first love. Take me back to my first love. Like, help me not to forget um, who I am outside of ministry, outside of mom, outside of wife. Like, who am I at the very core? And I'm a child of God. And I think just to be reminded of that, like each and every single day is like essential. Um, So I think those are just two things I've just been really like praying over, praying into in the transition of Mm. like, may we not lose sight in the process Mm. of discovering more of who he is. So that's what I've been learning. So good. 
In my devos, my quiet times, they've been in the book of Romans this month in June. I just started Romans today. Let's go, man. What the heck? Let's I didn't go. even know. And so <laughs> I, I just, hey, I get fired up about Romans, and I think about Romans 10.9. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him up from the dead, you will be saved. And I love that Paul's often quoting Isaiah and just this concept that if you believe, believers in Christ will never be put to shame. Mm -hmm. And so I think of Romans 8 a couple days ago. No condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. We are more than conquerors in Christ. So mm -hmm. my spirit's been filled in kind of these Pauline epistles. Yeah. And um, also just recognizing, man, I'm a wretched person. Like I'm... Mm -hmm in need of a savior today this morning right now and i guess what's crazy too is he's worthy of it all mm -hmm. Come on. at the end of the day i'm not worthy but he is worthy of it all so i think that that's what i'm being ministered mm -hmm. to right now is paul and the the letter to the to the church in rome yeah so good so good Okay, so here's a question that is going to be a more specific question for the lead pastor who's listening. You have talked with experts from literally around the nation about young adult ministry. You have ministered to thousands of young adults, 18 to 30, mm -hmm. in the last however many years, right, of your ministry. What is What would you say is one thing you would love every lead pastor I combine pastor and listener. <laughs> I love it. Every every listener who's a lead pastor, what would you love for them to know about a young adult ministry? It has to happen. Young adults need to be a part of your vision, period. Hmm. I was I literally looked this up this morning because it was just been on my heart. And I remember studying this statistic and and so I had a step grandma that passed away. She was almost 90 years old and mm. she accepted the Lord like a month or two before she had passed. But this is the statistic oh, wow. coming out from Barna. So through the ages of zero to one or zero to four, sorry, you have a 1% 1 1 chance of accepting Jesus as your savior. From ages uh, four to 14, it's 85% that you're gonna say yes to Jesus, which is why youth is very important. And that's why I think the church has landed on youth, which is not wrong, but we need to connect that bridge from youth to young adults, college career, whatever you want to call that, because the ages of 15 to 30, you have a 10% chance of saying yes to Jesus. Past the age of 30, it's 4%. 4% that you would say yes to Jesus. So I guess I want every young adult pastor and every lead pastor to know those statistics, to recognize they need to be a part of the vision. And in that process as a lead pastor, we've seen this fear come out and the fear is that young adults will silo themselves as another ministry within the ministry or mm -hmm. a ministry and separate and go their own way. Um, so I just wanna encourage the lead pastor to say, you know what, lead pastor, my prayer for you is that you would fully trust the Lord in this process, that you would get over your fears, your doubts, your worries, your concerns about them siloing and those insecurities that are birthing lies um, and instead Fill that with truth. Fill that with the word of God. Jesus says, children, come to me. You know what I mean? So I'm just like, those are things that kind of just resonate in my soul of those statistics, those stats. And God forbid that we would see 
like the 30 year old never be touched and they have a 4% mm. chance in the world with the most leading wow. statistic of you have 4% chance of saying yes to Jesus past the age of 30. And I think that's why I would love to encourage the lead pastor, take a chance, take a risk, try young adult ministry, commit to four years of a young adult ministry. And if it mm. flops or you can't find anybody, God will hopefully bring somebody in that process. But if you can even just put a relatively decent timeline on something, it takes seven years to brand something well. Seven years for people to see, oh, a Nike sign. Oh, that's Nike. Oh, Young Adults Today. Oh, Venture. Wow. Oh, 30 for Freedom. Like those are logos and themes and mission statements or whatever that are just getting set and burned into the, the memory banks of people. So hmm. that's what I would say to the young adult pastors. Look at the statistics. Look at your congregation and see what you find. Start asking them questions about young adults, even if they're not young mm-hmm. adults themselves. It's interesting that you landed there, Micah. What was echoing in my heart in this moment, just praying, inviting the Holy Spirit into this conversation and landing on, you don't need to be afraid of the next generation. Yeah. Please don't be intimidated by young adults. And their rally cry, by the way, if you're a lead uh, lead pastor listening, their rally cry for this next generation is, what about us? Where Mm -hmm. do we fit in? Mm -hmm. Is there a place for me? Where do I belong? And they're asking that all the time. And so I think if we can advocate for them that what we see is when they're welcome and wanted. They thrive. They thrive. <laughs> and if mm-hmm. and they can also sense when they don't have a place or they don't fit or they don't yeah. belong. And so I would just say to anybody listening is you don't need to be scared. You don't need to be afraid. And um watch out like when you give them a place to belong but also something to look forward to Mm -hmm. Hmm. this summer what's something that in the life of your church that a young adult would get excited about Mm -hmm. what's so good what's what's something because everyone's looking for something maybe it's you're looking at your lead pastor you're looking forward to a sabbatical or you're looking to a weekend at the cabin off with your family it's amazing. We all need in our rhythms something to look forward to. But I would just ask, what in the church is happening that a young adult can look forward to? Wow. That's a great question. I love that. <laughs> all right. So the last question in the five and five is the audience, as you have so many listeners across the country, how can we specifically in this season join you, the Canale family, young adults today, the ministry in prayer? I think my biggest thing would um, that Christ would be the center of it all and the people who are a part of the young adult ministry network or events or whatever would know that, understand that, that the anthem of young adults following Jesus, um, but he needs to be first in our life, in our marriage, in our family unit. And we want to keep them there. So I think when you, if you are a leader, you know that when you're a leader under a church, you're like under a spiritual covering. Like, oh, I report to so-and-so. If something goes wrong, they get to deal with it if I have no answers. Well, in this case, like Josiah and I, like we are the not we are the nonprofit right now. And we do have a, a board of advisors and we do have all of that. And we do have the covering from who are ordained and licensed through. But aside from that, like we see the covering and the protection from the Lord himself, like how Jesus or how God protected Moses in the cleft of the rock from the enemy. That's how we want to be prayed for and over that God would be protecting, blessing and covering. And he would be the one 
leading this ministry, leading our home, leading our marriage, leading our children, and just those dynamics. Um, because ministry affects your home, home affects yeah. your ministry. Like whether you believe that or not, it's not like separate. It it, right. it melds together, especially when you're doing ministry with your spouse. So if that makes sense to the listener. I would say that is one of my biggest prayers personally, because oh, so good. We, we've opened up ourselves to a lot of good things, but a lot of challenges that can pop up too. So for sure. Do you have one? Sorry. <laughs> I guess I'm just pleading the blood of Jesus over our marriage, over our daughters, over our home yeah. and family, and then over this ministry. Mm-hmm. And we've seen God do it before and we're trusting that he's going to do it again. Mm-hmm. And so we need him. We're desperate for him. We delight in him. Um, we're dependent on him. And mm-hmm. so if anything's going to happen of eternal significance, mm-hmm. it's going to be because of him. Right. And so um, that's where we are. And so if, if you want to join your faith with ours, we need it. Uh, <laughs> wow. I think it's, it's so encouraging when you know that somebody's praying for you and somebody's got your back when you're not alone. Right. And that's the power of the body of Christ is we join yeah. our faith together. Mm-hmm. And wow. so if we can join our faith together, for the sake of the next generation right and the immediate generation and the plural generations to come that's it this morning that's so good that's so good final question for you both today is if i handed you a microphone and you were in a room full of young adult ministry leaders what would you share with them this morning want to go sure one of the things that i have dealt with is trying to find my voice, Mm. trying to figure out who I am. And my giftings are, of course, unique. Like we're all like, you hear it sometimes that there's no two fingerprints that are the same. And sometimes it's like, you know, a snowflake, there's no two snowflakes that supposedly are the same. And I look at this idea of David and Saul, who was, large he was head and shoulders above everyone he was the lord's anointed he chose not to fight goliath but he offered david his armor Hmm. david tried it on recognized that this is not me this isn't just not work and i've tried on some different body armor in the past few years working in a local church working on a college campus Hmm. i've tried the cookie cutter model the copy and paste and just recognize that you know what i'm not brent silky you know what? I'm not Mike McDonald, but I am Josiah. Mm-hmm. I'm not Louis Giglio. I'm not Levi Lusco. Mm-hmm. Some people think I look like him. Mm-hmm. You but, sort of do. <laughs> but what I recognize is I'm me. And so yeah. there's some things that God's placed mm-hmm. in my head, my heart, my hands. And so what I would say to the listener is you are uniquely gifted. You are also mm-hmm. uniquely anointed and appointed, chosen by God, mm-hmm. set there, empowered mm-hmm. by the Holy Spirit, who's our advocate, mm-hmm. to minister. And so if you try on somebody else's body armor, that's okay. But I would just say, look at what's in your head. Mm-hmm. Look at what's in your heart. Look, look at what's in your hands. Yeah. And then recognize that it's almost like this supernatural ability is when you do what's natural to you and God does what's supernatural to him. Mm-hmm. And wow. so I would just say, Focus less on the body armor of others and just recognize that your ministry is going to look like the way God's asked it to be for you. 
That's good. Mm. That's good. I think one thing that I, I've, I think it's personally come up against and see a lot in young adult leaders is we kind of stray away from the word of God. And mm. I would say four things. I think we should, I would encourage them, seek God, seek him, seek him, seek him, seek him, seek him, seek him. Stay faithful, <clears throat> stay faithful to the position, the role, the relationship, your marriage, your family, your relationship with God. Stay faithful. Uh, I'd say spend time with him daily, daily, not once a week, not for that Sunday service, not for that Thursday night, not for that Tuesday Bible study. Seek him daily, spend time with him, stay faithful and remain spirit led because when the mm -hmm. spirit leads, it, it's going to penetrate our heart. Like he's going to penetrate our hearts to do things that are not comfortable, that maybe not are ordinary, that are, that become extraordinary. And I think so many times it starts with the leader or even my spirit of like maybe feeling a little downcast and I just like, oh, personal inventory. Am I seeking God's counsel on this? Am I spending time mm -hmm. with him? Am I believing that the Holy Spirit is going to work in supernatural ways? Am I staying faithful to what's before me? Or am I stuck in the comparison trap trying to wear somebody else's armor because I'm not where I think I should be or where I want to be and I see where others are. So I would say just remain faithful and stay the course. And even when it's hard, even when it's challenging, then you get your clampons on, trek up that mountain, put the spikes on, mm -hmm. get the trekking poles, whatever you need to do to get to where God's called you to be, do it, but be led by the spirit and with him in the process. Do not forsake that. So. Wow. Hey, you guys are, you guys are prayed up. Let's go. So good. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you guys so much for taking time to be on the young adults today podcast as the guest today. And I just want to say what an exciting day this is that Young Adults Today is not only a podcast, but now expanding to a full 501c3 support-based ministry. We're so excited about that. If you're listening right now, make sure to rate, re uh, review, make sure to subscribe so that you get this in your inbox every single Monday morning. It's an amazing ministry. Check out youngadults.today slash give if you want to be a part of the giving team. I know we, my family, we definitely cannot wait to be a part of that. You know, Canales, we love you so much. Thank you for investing. Thank you so much for investing in the faith of the next generation because it is just I like you always say, Mike, like you always say, it is worth everything. We love you guys. Brent, Thanks for having us. Love you so much, man. Thanks for everything. You guys are the best. Thanks for listening to today's conversation on the Young Adults Today podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast.